I wanted to share a little nerdy fun fact for you today. Well, I guess nerdy isn't the correct term because you already know more than likely that I'm nerdily obsessed with podcasting, right? Like that's just kind of a given. I don't feel like I needed to claim that one. But another thing that you may not know about me is I love to nerd out with people about money and budgets and strategies and forecasting and spreadsheets. Oh my God, the spreadsheets. Y'all, it's just, it's so much fun for me. So that is why I'm extra excited about today's guest, who I am chatting all about numbers and strategy and business and money and just all the things. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So since we're starting off talking about fun facts, um, did you know I used to be a project accountant? Yeah, like way back in the day. Actually, I just looked down and I thought about it's been a decade <laughs> since I first started working for a general contractor and I was in the accounting department. I started out just paying invoices and doing accounts receivables. And we're going to talk about that in today's interview just a little bit. And one of my favorite things about that job that was really cool. But it was when I first really got introduced to the idea of understanding accounting and business and how it all works. Because I know it's right. It's not the thing that we really get super excited about. I mean, don't get me wrong. All of us are excited about making money, but tracking it and keeping up with expenses and revenue and keeping all that stuff straight, it's usually not the thing that gets people's heart pumping, right? But today's interview was extra special for me because Danielle Hayden made it so much fun. So if you've never heard of Danielle, you've never been introduced to her, I really wasn't sure who she was until we had this fan-freaking-tastic conversation. And now I'm like, how can I get more of her energy? Because she was so much fun to talk to. So Danielle is a reformed corporate CFO who's on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. After spending 10 years in the boardroom as a corporate financial officer, Danielle is now in her sweet spot as the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting, where she helps business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education, and she's the author of the Profit Planner book series. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we get into some of my most pressing financial questions, the ones that I think that you would be asking as you're listening to this conversation. And I just got so much insight into the systems and processes that I need to be doing on a more regular basis. And I just know you're going to get so much goodness from this chat. So here is my conversation with Danielle. 
All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited about today's guest because I'm a numbers nerd. And whether you know this or not, I actually used to work in accounting. We'll get to that in a second because I was really bad at it. I was really bad at it. Okay. I'm not going to be like, oh, it was amazing. But today's guest is a CFO who has transitioned into the online space and is just rocking it. She is Kickstart Accounting, and I'm so excited. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me here. I can't wait to hear more about that story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, just quick, 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 like in a nutshell, what happened? I went to work for a major general contractor. It was soon after I graduated college, and they like shoved me in a bookkeeping position for a little bit where oh. I was doing accounts receivables. And I will say working for a company of the size that, I mean, holding million dollar checks was really cool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Thinking, I was like, this is $12 million. And they're like, trusting me. I mean, of course I just take it to the bank and deposit it. But I just remember like I was 22, 23, <laughs> like holding this check. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. But that's what I did for a little bit. It's like, I was not really great at it, which we'll get to that in a second as well. Cause I have some questions about accounting and bookkeeping and finances, but I want to know what made you make this like transition from corporate accounting to doing what you're doing today? So um, I think like most entrepreneurs, I have this um, giant zigzag roller coaster through um, through life. <laughs> uh, I actually started um, as a hairdresser right out of high school. And um, I was going to college because I wanted to get um, some business classes under my belt own my own hair salon. I loved the number side of doing hair. I love to figure out, all right, how many, how many, uh, clients did I need to see? And what was their average ticket price in order for me to hit this commission structure? And I was so in love with that side of that business. I had no idea what that meant at the moment. I just knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, ended up going to school for accounting, ended up in a um, corporate accounting role, helping um, investors, the board of directors, the management team use the financial information to make business decisions. I mean, that was everything I did was pull all this information together and help them make business decisions that helped them propel their growth. Um, and then I, 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 what I realized, I was doing some volunteer work at a local entrepreneurship hub here in Cleveland that uh, entrepreneurs needed what I was giving to these mid-sized businesses, right? Like they were holding the million dollar checks, right? They, they, they were the ones that had me arming them with all this information. And I said, no, all that data that I've learned, I need to bring this to entrepreneurship. And so um, I, I jumped into it, um, you know, head first because uh, I'm so in love with this topic because I think it's it's what we need as entrepreneurs to help us grow. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, it's, it's so true. And I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, going back through my own education, I went the business route and I got a marketing degree mm -hmm. and I think about all the finance and accounting classes that I took and none of that actually prepared me for the accounting. Like I did a little bit of receivables and payables and I'm just thinking back to it. Some of the basics were there, like of what was actually could work and what I was doing, but then I own my own business and I'm like, I got, I got nothing. Got nothing. I, got nothing. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. So, so do you see this often with people who they think they have a handle on their finances, but then it's like, hang on, I get my hands in the numbers and you're just like, oh no, oh no. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, so we, so we see all, all the stories. So first of all, I always tell people like, 
I, I think that this, like, there's so much like shame around money and our right. experience around it and experience, like lack thereof. Um, and so it keeps us as business owners from even approaching the topic because we have so much shame around it. So first of all, I just want to say like, whatever your story is around money, there's no shame, right? Like drop the shame right here. Like no judgment zone uh, because we've heard every single one of those stories, right? So you either, you've come from corporate, you've done some accounting, maybe you even have been in an accounting position or you have your MBA and you have a ton of college education. And so you feel like, shameful. Like, why don't I know that? Why don't I understand this? Uh, but it's different. It's different when you become an entrepreneur. First of all, you're tied to it emotionally. Um, you're in the weeds and then you're supposed to be expected to be in the weeds and then step back as a C- CEO and say, okay, wait, what did all these numbers just tell me? Right. Cause I was just in the weeds. I, I can't even step back and look at the entire, you know, um, the entire picture of it. So, um, we we just it's so common to be very well educated, have a ton of experience, or just have a craft that you are in love with this craft and not understand this piece of it. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Oh, this is so, so good. And I think that for everybody that's listening, I feel like that's like, you just gave a gift to someone like letting them know like, Hey, it's okay. It's, it's totally fine. Like if you're, if you're feeling all the feelings, just know that you're normal, but let's actually don't just avoid this. Like if if you feel like something's wrong, please go get help with your finances. Because I think that there is so much, there's like this cloud of like, I can't admit that I don't know what I'm doing because maybe they made this big, bold statement. I'm leaving my corporate job. I'm going to go do the thing. And then they're like, oh crap, wait, I really don't know what I'm doing. And if I go ask somebody for help, then that just means I've failed in some way. Unfortunately, I've seen so many people trying to enter the online space and that's what they deal with. So are you typically working with online business owners? Are you working with brick and mortars? Like who is typically your uh, your client base? Yeah, most of our clients are in the online world. Um, we do have some clients who, who've come to us from the brick and mortar. Um, we do have some some therapists and yoga studios and, and whatnot. Um, we, we tend to um, work with mostly service providers. Um, if, if you have a, a business that's heavy in, in inventory, I will say, you know, find someone who's really, really specialized in, in inventory uh, because that is a whole nother ball game. But, um, but yeah, we love to work with people on this online space. I feel so fortunate um, for being alive and thriving at this, this day and age. Um, that sounds silly. Um, but you know, we were working virtually. My entire team is, uh, we, we talked a little bit about this before we press record. My entire team is all over the United States and we have been able to serve clients 
um, through the internet for seven years. And I feel really fortunate from that because we can make, make such an impact. And so I love working with other people who are on the online space because other people who are in the space get the impact that we can all have together. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you're sitting here talking about the online space and I'm just imagining how much changes from year to year in the online space. Like you have different platforms coming on and you have different services and different ways that you can contract out work and outsource. And, you know, you could do your own contract work. So when it comes to like how you actually handle accounting and bookkeeping, like, is that constantly transforming? Like, are you constantly having to do like (laughs) continuing ed? I'm like, wait, I don't know how to classify these expenses or this income. Like, what has that been like? Yeah. So it is ever changing. My team and I go through continuing education. We have required continuing education every single month. So short answer is absolutely. Of course. Yes. However, Uh, the principles of accounting never change, right? So it takes a really, really long time for any principles in accounting to to change. I was on a CPE webinar yesterday and they're like, in 10 years, we'll see this come to fruition. I'm like, okay, (laughs) moving quickly. So the the fundamental accounting principles are, are always the same. And I say that because, you know, as, as business owners, I think that we can, um, and I say this is we, right? I'm right here with you. We can make things really, really complicated. Like, well, nobody gets my situation. Nobody understands my story. I'm more difficult. I'm more unorganized. My, my platform is less known. No matter what your story is or what your situation is behind your, your business, the accounting principles are the same. And so getting it in in and out of the systems are still the same. And so, um, yes, there's new systems coming up all the time, but it's just how do we get it back into the accounting software so we can interpret the data? Okay. This is so good. Just so good. And I, I'm such, I'm a numbers nerd. Like I always love, like I'm in my accounting software. So for anybody that's listening and they want to know what I use, I use a version of... It's like a QuickBooks self-employed or Quicken self-employed. It's one of those versions where I'm doing it myself. And, you know, one day maybe we'll have to talk to Danielle Mm -hmm. about, you know, doing some other, some bookkeeping. I mean, for me, it's just been like, okay, I, since I've had my business prior to using an actual platform online, I was just watching my numbers. I got enough money in the bank so I can pay my bills. Like we are good to go. Like I am really good about budgeting and making sure I have enough money where my problems lie is in forecasting. Like go back to talking about services and new platforms and different things coming up down the road. Like I have an issue with thinking six months, 12 months ahead of thinking, all right, well, you know, if we hit these goals in our revenue, then maybe I can try this one and I'm going to call them shiny objects because they totally they are. are. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like there's always a new platform that you're like, oh, ooh, I, can, I could, that could help me make better graphics. That could help me do sound bites and that can help me do this. So what advice would you give to someone who maybe they've got it down? Maybe they are okay in not overspending. Maybe they're not in a ton of debt, but they're having issues with looking forward to the future. What advice would you give about that? 
So uh, I'm going to try not to go too deep here. Um, You have to look backwards to go forward. And so the first step here is to make sure that you have an accounting system in place. Um, I still love QuickBooks Online the most. However, whatever it might be that works for you, I just want you to have a system that works for you so that the data is there, the data is current, the data is categorized. And if you are putting it off every single month because you don't want to do it, get help so that the information is there. Because I can't tell you how many people I talk to that say, I see the cash in my account. I'm not, I didn't overdraw my account yet, but I have no idea if I'm allowed to invest in my business. I don't know if I'm allowed to pay myself. I don't know what I'm allowed to do because I don't even know, I don't even know what my tax bill is going to be at the end of the year because I don't know if I have a profit and loss. So I think the first step is get yourself in a system, make sure your books are current and are kept current on a moving forward basis so that you know where you're spending money. Now, you can look to the future, right? So once you know what, what's happened in the past, you can feel confident, you can feel grounded. And then we use that information to look forward. Um, when we work with clients, we have um, a 12-month planning session that we offer. And it, it, it's a it's a um, one-off project that we, that we do with clients because you're not the only one, right? Like so many business owners have a hard time taking a step back and looking into the future of their business. And so Take that profit and loss statement of your last, I'm going to say 24 months, and that's going to sound daunting to people, but um, we can't rely on 2020 data. <laughs> so if, you're, if you've been in business for a while, so if you just started your business in 2021 or, t- or 2020, that's fine. Take whatever data you have, but run your profit and loss statement by month and start to reflect on every line item. Sounds daunting again, I know. And this is why, you know, it, 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 take book out some time in your calendar, right? And and really take the time to go through this whole exercise. What's the revenue? What's what's making money? What is profitable, right? Where's your money coming from? What's working? What gives you energy? What's draining you? Like really reflect on where the money's coming from. Then project the next 12 months. And then do that same exercise for every line item on your profit and loss statement. That's why I said book some time out in your calendar because I want you to reflect back because not every expense that you've had in your business, just because you had it in the past doesn't mean you need it in the future, right? Why do I have this? What am I going to do with it? Is it serving my business? And do I need it in the future? Oh, this is so good. And I'm actually, I'm thinking about a time in the last six months where I experimented with a software that was pretty expensive. And then I realized I don't need that anymore, but it's going to be $300 on the books. That's like, Hey, you know, I, and so that's so good to think about it because I think whenever I'm looking at profit and loss, I just tend to go like year to date until it's the end of the year. And then I look at it for that whole year, but I never thought to look at it that far back. So, okay. She's Danielle's giving us homework. Yeah. Like we are going to get this done. We are going to take some action. Yeah. And there's so many reasons to look back. So I love that you're looking at year to date. However, I love month over month because um, when you, it, so in your accounting software, it should be called profit and loss by month. And when you look at that, you can see trends, right? So do I have any seasonality in my business? Am I dropping every summer, right? Is, is the summertime slower? Maybe it's when the, you know, kids go back to school, whatever, whatever the story might be. January, February is the seasonality. You could start to learn that, right? And you can learn where you have the dips in revenue. You can see when you have big spending chunks, right? So 
oh, I do have that giant subscription that I that renews every July. And so by looking at the last 12 months, every month, you can look, oh, I do need to put away $2,000 for that subscription that's coming up next next month. And so by looking backwards, it helps you look forward. Okay. This is so, so, so good. And I'm, I'm thinking about someone that's listening and they're like, okay, I know I need to look back, but what about my current numbers? How often should we be looking? Is this, you know, something that you recommend? Okay. You need to check your numbers every day. You need to check in every week. You need to check in every month, every quarter. Like what are your thoughts around that? Because I know, um, especially whenever I was first starting, I would get excited to look at my numbers every day. And I've heard, you know, from different kinds of coaches, it's like, okay, you visualize how much money you want to see in your bank account. And I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. But then I'm like, it's still not there. So what do I do now? (laughs) So, So what is your advice for someone that's like, how much should I be in my numbers? Yeah. So, um, I've heard from, from clients when, when, um, when we're working with potential clients, uh, we we offer three three variables of times: weekly, monthly, or quarterly. So that's going to be the three like decibels of time that I'll, I'll talk about. When I tell people we have a weekly plan, they're like, "Whoa, I do not want to see this weekly. That that sounds like a nightmare. I'm not going to do that." However, that can feel daunting because you're not doing anything right now, right? You're not seeing it at all right now, and so weekly feels really daunting. Best case scenario, what we do. I look at it every Friday and I have a a dashboard that I review every week. It tells me my cash, my credit card balances, availability, um, who I owe money to, who owes me money. So you'll get a collection notice from us every Friday. Um, (laughs) uh, Our sales month to date so that I know exactly where to spend my energy next week. And so by reviewing that dashboard every week, now when I start Monday, I, I don't, I can't have shiny object syndrome because I reviewed my dashboard. And if my dashboard says, look, Danielle, you owe money to people next week and your clients aren't going to pay you until the end of the month, um, you don't get to sign up for that new course or you don't get to sign up for that new coaching program. So it makes decision-making next week really easy. Um, Also from the sales piece, if I'm reviewing that every week, I know where to spend my energy. So if it's the third week of the month, I still am not hitting my numbers and I, I, I set a goal. I'm not hitting my goal. Maybe I'm not hitting the numbers I had last year. I can take a step back each week and say, wait a minute, what's not working? I have to change my energy next week. Next week, I need to show up to revenue generating activities. Um, and so it changes where I spend my energy and my time next week. However, maybe you're somebody who's listening who's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I want I want you to find what's going to feel right for you. And so there's the monthly and the quarterly option uh, from here, right? So I, I at a minimum, you need to look at them quarterly. You have to make quarterly tax estimates. You got to be able to make changes. But here's what I'll say: if you look at them monthly, you have 11 opportunities before tax time to do something different. If you do it quarterly, you only have three. <laughs> You know, so if you have a profit and you don't want to pay a lot in taxes at the end of the year, maybe it's time to invest in that training. It's time to hire. It's time to um, to think about your your tax strategies. Talk to your CPA about how you're going to minimize that that tax. And if you have a loss, then it gives you an opportunity every single month to say, "Wait a minute, where am I overspending? How do I make changes?" 
Does that all make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and I'm thinking of someone that's listening that they're being stubborn. We know you, we see you. Okay. See you. We've, we've dealt with you a hundred percent. So we, you're hearing this and you know who you are. You're like, Oh, they're talking to me right now. Hang on. Let me, let me really take this in. But I mean, I, I just love the idea of the numbers help you make those decisions so much easier. This is the part that I love because for someone like it's not that I have shiny object syndrome all the time, but it's like, I could see how that could really help me. So it comes from a place of wanting to grow, wanting to get better. But I love the idea of you don't have money coming in until two more weeks. And you know, you have other expenses that you've already committed to, like you are required either by contract or whatever other case may be. But I just like that. Okay. Maybe that's next quarter. Cause I can think of quarters and I can think of yeah. like, you know, you'll have, remember, you know, July's coming, you're going to have a big month in July because your books from last year, like full circle moment, looking back on your numbers, we had a big month in July. So if you, if we're doing the same thing, we're on the same track, it's going to happen. So I love it when decisions are made a lot easier. So <laughs> I definitely on track. Well, I think we can be emotional as entrepreneurs and that's not that's not shaming. That's not, you know, any, it, I think that's what makes entrepreneurs so passionate. Um, and I know for me, I need the data, right. And, and, and I need to be able to say, wait, like, can I really make this decision? Cause I'm, I'm a quick start when I want to do something, I want to do it like yesterday, <laughs> like now. Um, and so I have to tell myself, wait a minute, take that moment, reflect on, on, on like what's coming and what's going and and does this really make sense for me my business and and the and the team um you know another example of this is is just um double making a double down play on what's working and and not doing what isn't working we had a client who she had launched a new service line in her business and we were sending her a weekly dashboard and monthly financials and um, she was watching her credit cards go up and her availability go down and her cash dwindling, but her clients owed her a ton of money and she owed her contractors a ton of money. And we watched these numbers over several months and she quickly made a decision. This, this new line is not going to work for me. I, I, what she didn't realize was that her contracts were going over, her contractors were going over scope and she was responsible for that. And she, she was earning a contract with the clients. So she couldn't over, she couldn't pass those charges along to the clients. And she was able to terminate that business. She started in January, terminated in August. And she says to me all the time, like, well, if, if I, if I wasn't looking at this, like if I wasn't in tune to my, my business, I would have just saw cash. I would have saw receivables. And I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had any other insight, and I would have just continued in this business. And God knows, would it have bankrupted my business, my family, you know, the team members? So I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. And I mean, and in that, and in looking at numbers that way, like it sounds scary of the possible like what if scenarios of people that you know that don't that they're it's mismanaged. And I think, again, that's where the shame and the fear and all the things start creeping in because we are emotional, because we're so passionate, right? Everyone's so passionate about their business because they know that they're creating something that can help people or be something that is worthwhile to be out in the world. And so I, I love that 
you know, just that story of looking at it can help you avoid potential problems yes. down the road. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, I have a question about, uh, I'm thinking of the people listening right now who say, that's great, Crystal and Danielle, but my podcast and what I'm doing right now isn't technically a business. I'm just getting started and I'm just creating content. And it's still, it's like in that phase of, it's kind of a hobby, but I'm trying to grow it into a business. Is there something that they can do, some kind of systems or processes that they could be doing now, maybe before they've legally formed an LLC and they've actually like legitimate legitimized their business? Is there something that they could be doing on a regular basis to transition a lot easier to whenever they are a formal business? Start thinking of yourself as a business. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that that's, you know, we, we've worked with so many clients who have said this, I had a hobby, I had a hobby, all of a sudden it was a business, all of a sudden I was making money. I had a ton of money coming in and out and oops, what do I do now? Um, I want, I want you to think about your mindset, so let's take, take a step back. If I can think of myself as a business and, and shift my mindset growth feels more possible. Uh, it, it's just a shift in your energy um, from a technical tactical place. Um, separate your business and your personal um, as soon as possible. So it, the minute you buy the microphone, separate your business and, and your personal because you already have a business expense. And how can you keep track of them if they're commingled? The IRS has a bunch of rules about why you should separate them as well. So start today. Just get in the practice. I am the pain in the butt at Target who will make you wait because I have two a business credit card and a personal credit card, and I will bring out two transactions. Um, be that person because it's important so that you can start keeping track of your expenses. You can start keeping track of the information. And that way, when you're ready for an accounting software, when you're ready and you're, and you're really, um, ready to start looking at that information, it's already there. And then when, um, you upload it to QuickBooks or, um, wave or zero, whatever accounting software you choose, it's already been separated from your personal. So you can just create that bank feed, pull all those transactions in. Um, when you go to work with your tax accountant or a bookkeeper, it'll make working with them, um, that much easier. So the number one tactical advice I can give you is to separate business and personal. And this doesn't have to be complicated. Um, you can just go open a separate checking account that is in your name, right? So it could just be one's at KeyBank, one's at, you know, like just pick two different banks, right? So that they're just two different accounts. Uh, same thing with credit cards. Um, when we started, I said, ah, I don't think we were quite ready for business credit yet. I have two personal cards. I have an American Express and a Discover. One I'm going to use personally, one I'm going to use for the business moving forward and just have that separation. So I don't want this to ev- even this one step to feel overwhelming. It is doable wherever you're at right now. No, this is so good. And and I love the idea of, you know, you not having to say, you got to go incorporate, you got to have LLC, you got to do all that. Like just go to your bank and get another account. Simple as that. And then you can go forward. But I totally agree. I know um, my dad growing up, he had his own plumbing business and 
Dad, I love you, but oh my Lord, I was not, I'd never did his books. I, I have I, a friend from high school was the one that did his books and she was just like, Crystal, oh my gosh, tell your dad to stop using, like he's, it's everything was just all together and it was just totally a mess. So I learned in like watching him, I knew that as soon as I was going to get started, I'm like, okay, just separate, just have it separate. And I did just that. We had a personal account that we weren't really using. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just do this. And then I eventually switched over to what is the LLC and everything else. So bottom line is it is absolutely doable. It may take you an afternoon to get it done, but it's, I think it's worth it because at the end of the day, it's going to be so much easier when you do hire someone like Danielle and her team to help you out. So actually if someone's listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I really need help with this. What are the steps to working with you and your team? How do you typically onboard a client and what does that process look like? Yeah. Um, so I always tell people we are the magic in the middle between bookkeeping and tax time. So we love to help entrepreneurs understand their numbers. And so if you're somebody who is like, this is all overwhelming, we want to talk to you because this does not need to be overwhelming because I promise you th- this information is what's going to set you apart from all of the other business owners. So when we work with clients, um, I do all of our discovery calls. So um, we start with just a call to learn more about you and your business. You'll talk to me. I promise you, I, 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 it's a friendly conversation, no hard sales tactics. We'll learn about your business, what you have in place today, where you're struggling so that we can be the best resource for you. Um, once somebody decides that they want to move forward with us, we make it as easy as possible. Um, we have a team of account managers and bookkeepers. And this is really important because you're not calling into an 800 number. You're not getting somebody every different every time. You have somebody who speaks the same language as you. Um, you um, can call them anytime. You can email them anytime. Um, so you'll have a dedicated team who will walk through every single step with you in getting all of these pieces and parts set up. And then literally, you go back to making money and spending money. And we stay behind the scenes. We do all your bookkeeping. We send you the financial reports either each week, month, or quarter, like we talked about. Um, and and we're there to answer questions and support you. And um, lately, I've been calling us um, the accountability partner you didn't know that you needed. Um, because whether you, like, you don't have to do anything. All of a sudden, we show up in your inbox, your bookkeeping's done, and we say, hey, here's all of your numbers. And let's book a call to talk about them. Um, and you don't have to do anything. It's just a, this nice little gift. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, y'all, y'all can't see Danielle, but she put her hands up and I'm just imagining like a silver platter <laughs> served them all to you. Like if they're all beautiful, like tied up in a bow, like all pretty and it's not overwhelming. I think that that's the biggest piece of it. It's like she said, like if you're feeling overwhelmed, you don't have to be in that place. Like, and if you are brand new to entrepreneurship, like I've been doing this for a few years now, I know what it feels like whenever it's overwhelming and you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I guess that's just part of being an entrepreneur. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. And and you know what? It's okay to ask for help. You know, we we kind of breezed by that before. Um, we're all a little guilty of this when we start entrepreneurship. We think we have to do it all. Um, maybe we saw our 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 dads, our moms, our friends, somebody else doing it all, and that we think that we have to. Um, it's okay to ask for help. I call it our zone of genius. Look, 
I did not create our website, right? Like that's not my zone of genius. Um, you, you want to get people in your business who can support you so that you can continue to do what your zone of genius is. Because I cannot tell you how many times I've heard of other entrepreneurs going out of business because they're burnt out. They have, they're fatigued. They, they're tired of doing it at all. They never asked for help. And, and then I see our clients who show up day in and day out, energized and, and um, with this passion because they're, they're showing up to do what they want to do and not for all these little pieces like bookkeeping that they don't want to do. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hand it over to the people that have a passion for numbers. Cause I imagine the people on your team, they're like, give them to us. Like, I just, I want to dig through the numbers and I want to see, I want to run the reports and the spreadsheets, like all the things. They love it. Yes. Accountants. Yes. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, uh, I have a few friends that, you know, they will say, uh, the Gary Chapman, you know, it's like the five long- love languages and they'll say spreadsheets are my love language. Like yeah. that is just where I shine. So I love hearing this. Well, Danielle, I'm actually going to transition. We're going to go into another segment and I have some rapid fire questions for you. So are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) So what piece of advice would you give to someone who is a brand new podcaster or a brand new online business owner? Just get started. Just do it. You'll learn along the way. Um, I, I think we can all get stuck in perfection paralysis and it doesn't need to be perfect. It needs to be there. Show up. Somebody is watching. Somebody is listening. And you'll learn and pivot as you go. If you don't start doing anything, you're never going to learn and grow. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. So I this is a two-part question. Okay. So what is a dream podcast you would love to be on? And who would be a dream podcast guest? You're like, oh my gosh, I would love to interview that person. Oh, um, so I would love to interview somebody who has failed businesses over and over again, or who really struggles with money mindset issues. They have no idea how to read the numbers or they have um, fears and struggles because I think that those are the people when they're able to willingly show up and be vulnerable, we can all learn something so powerful from them. Um, in the social media world, we all show up with fluff and I just want to break all that down. Like, let's stop showing up fluffy. Let's show up like raw and vulnerable and really create true uh, community and entrepreneurship. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. My last question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Um, so I recently um, struggled with this. It was it was interesting because that is like my my tagline for, for years. Because when we start first started this business, um, our first website was awful. It was like written by accounts. It was terrible. And our first client was a complete disaster. And, and, but we just started it, right? We just started, we just did it and, and whatever we learned from it. We figured out what the market wanted from us and we pivoted and pivoted and pivoted and grew. And, um, then recently I actually wanted to start my own podcast and I kept on saying, 
well, that doesn't feel right. I don't know if that's what it should be named. I don't know about the music. I don't know about the art. And I'm, well, who am I going to have on it? What if I run out of gas? And then I, I'm stuck in this, like, I was like, whoa, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> like, who is this? Uh, and so um, I just started showing up on Zoom and pressing record. And I said, all the other pieces will fall together where they may. Awesome. Awesome. So have you launched your podcast? Is it out in the world? It is not out in the world yet. Um, we have about eight episodes recorded. Uh, we are working on editing them. Uh, it is looking like uh, July. It will um, be live. It's Entrepreneur Money Stories, where we talk about just that, just people coming on and being vulnerable and sharing their money mindset issues and how they came into entrepreneurship and it's coming. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So even maybe by the time this goes live, if, if, if it's live, we're going to have a link to it in the show notes. Awesome. So you're going to have to go check it out. What's the name of it again? Entrepreneur Money Stories. Perfect. Yes. We're going to have a link to that. And actually Danielle has some other free resources that she wanted to make sure y'all got your hands on. So can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. So, um, come, come to profitplannerbookkeeping.com. Um, two resources there. There is a five day video boot camp that I recorded that, um, if you're like, Hey, I just want to get started with some of these things. I don't know where to go. Walk you through this boot camp to to really get you started in in, in understanding um, more of this information. You could also find there uh, an op- uh, link to come book a discovery call with me. So we use Calendly. It's calendly.com slash Kickstart Accounting. Um, c- come come have a chat with me. I would love to hear more about you and your business. Um, we work with entrepreneurs where you're at today. So. If you are just starting and you know that this is something you want in place, um, or maybe you've been in business for a few years and you don't have this in place, I want to hear your story and be a resource for you and, and help you get to the next level. Awesome. Awesome. Danielle, this is so fun. And I think that you just had so many nuggets of wisdom and, you know, Danielle gave us some homework. Y'all, we're going to go back and we're going to look at our numbers and I'm I'm not kidding. Like we're going to hold you accountable. We want to know, did you go and look at your numbers? I want you to tag me and Danielle, where's your favorite place to hang out on social media? So I love Instagram. Uh, Kickstart accounting is our our handle. I'm starting to hang out in clubhouse. Um, so kind of hanging out there, but, uh, Instagram, Instagram is, is my favorite place. Yes. Yeah, so I want you to take a screenshot wherever you're listening to this and tag us and say, all right, I looked at my numbers and you know, I did it. It didn't matter what they were. I went and looked at them. Yes. <laughs> I want to hear about important. it. I love yeah. that idea. I love that idea. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Danielle. Thank you for having me. This is fun. So what did you think? I warned you. I warned you that it was going to be me and my nerdiness and my numbers and all the things. And I just felt like I could keep talking to Danielle. Like we were speaking the same language and it just made me so happy. It really did. It like, it reawoken my like past life of working in accounting and doing all the different things. It it also reminded me of the reports that I need to be running on a more regular basis. And some of the numbers that maybe I look at from time to time, but I need to be paying more attention to. So if that's also something that you're like, man, yeah, like that really kind of woke up a few things that I I need to be doing. I mean, if you're just getting started or you've been at this for a while, don't be afraid to reach out to a professional like Danielle. Maybe Kickstart Accounting is just the company that you've been waiting to work with. And if it is, I encourage you, go to crystalprofit.com 
forward slash episode 270 to connect with Danielle. Maybe reach out to her, reach out to her team and see if you would be a good fit to work with them because, I mean, she was so much fun. I know that her team is super smart, very supportive of online entrepreneurs, and they understand the business of running things the way that we do whenever you have an online business. So make sure you go check that out. Again, the show notes are crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 270. But that's all I have for you today. So make sure that you follow the podcast wherever you are listening. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 